0: Welcome to the Elite Formula Physio and Training Podcast with me, Bradley Skeynes. And me, Matthew Murray Downing. This podcast is all things Formula One and sports performance, fitness, health, and injury. We will be discussing the physical and mental components of Formula One, the drivers, and every circuit race by race as the season goes on, broken up with insight and knowledge in how to train, recover, and rehab like an elite level athlete. And we'll even bring along some special guests for the ride. For more information, you can find us at Elite Formula PT on socials. Hello and welcome back to the Elite Formula Physio and Training Podcast. And we are live from Singapore. And uh, I am actually at track. So uh, no doubt there'll be people in and out all through this podcast so i do apologize by that about that but how are we matt how are you doing
1: good thanks brad yeah very well indeed mate it's uh yeah now another race week which is exciting coming off
0: the back of uh, again
1: another successful streak for you guys so it's uh gonna be an exciting one but by no means a straightforward one it's a tough tough weekend inbound.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and obviously we're into a double header now. We're we're into flyaway. So there's a lot more to think about in terms of jet lag and, and sleep and, and recovery. But you, you can also feel it as well. We're coming up to opportunities of securing constructors, securing drivers, and you can start to feel that anticipation coming and, and, and a, a little bit of excitement starting to creep around the team, which is which is nice, and uh, but no doubt, you know, we'll still be uh, we'll still be head on and and focused. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of those
1: ones, isn't it? You've just got to stick to your routines at this point, and I think perhaps a lot of people have experienced this in whatever sport they're with. If you've been having a successful period, is when you're in, you know, approaching the records, or you're either securing a championship, or, or a particular goal that you've set. It's, you know, it's trying to stick to those routines, not get overly excited, not change the game plan at all, and just keep keep doing what you've been doing that's obviously been working for so long so it's just yeah those routines and habits that you've, you've you've worked so effectively up until this point and not changing much
0: uh sorry i think i just uh, lost you there a bit matt what was that last bit you said i just said about just trying to
1: keep the routines trying to keep habits and everything as consistent as we can do uh, particularly you know if something's worked really well for a team or people that can relate in other other areas of sport but actually you know when we get to where we're perhaps tension starting to build or we're nearing you know getting over the line so to speak it's really key that we keep these habits that we've developed for so long through the season that really worth.
0: yeah for sure it's um you know we are yes there's eight races left but it is business end for us and it's now um continuing to execute at the highest level possible and and there's probably no more testing track than than singapore and, and the marina bay circuit to to do that as well so it, it's a test of you know the the driver's physical fitness the driver's mental capacity it's a test of the car and and um how it can you know keep its tires not overheat um on the brakes and it's a real test uh, for the whole team in terms of strategy as well because that can play a huge huge part in this race and you know probably almost always guaranteed a, a safety car here as well. So there's there's lots to dive into it. What what are your thoughts on on Singapore as a as a map? Yeah, it's an amazing track. It's one if you talk to drivers, it, it, it always gets the heart rating in the sense of it's an extremely technical circuit and
1: it, you know, I think for the for the I said they're all drivers, so it's hard to say that it's a driver's track, but it's, you know, it's a track that's gonna expose any weaknesses in, in your technical ability. It is super, super challenging. Um lots of corners we've got 23 corners at singapore um it's it's lots and lots of uh we we uh
0: we haven't actually man. we haven't oh they changed changed now is not it it's, it's uh they've changed it this year of course yeah 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 so so we have construction going on in singapore so um it's down to 19 corners uh four corners removed on that in that sector three uh, which is now uh a straight rather than kind of looping out and looping back in um so so actually so got rid of 18 19 20 i think haven't
1: they uh 16 17 18 19 oh,
0: yeah. and then they go yeah they come off 15 and go into into 20 after the after the straight so it, it's probably something that would be nicer on the car because it won't uh, have to try and save the tires as much in that final sector they're expecting quicker lap times of course um but it also probably be a bit nicer on uh, on the drivers in terms of the the physicality as well you know having a, a straight which will you know give them a little breather from the technical side of the track but also a little bit of cooling if there if there is any any breeze or a bit less humidity in the air
1: yeah it's an interesting one and again it's another track I guess that we, we talked about last week about Monza and kind of being very much a high speed track whereas actually at this circuit other than noticing those new changes and having a little bit more of a straight it's actually a relatively low speed as we look at the average across the lap there's an awful lot of corners um, lots of stop and start so it's going to be a challenging challenging uh, weekend for the guys in terms of on that brake pedal but yeah those, those, those changes giving them a little bit more of an opportunity to save some tyres save a little bit of fatigue as well is always useful
0: yeah for sure and it's uh, we don't know obviously what the data will be for the the new track layout but from the previous track layout there was uh, about around 22% of time spent on the brakes and approximately 70 gear shifts a lap which is one of the highest in F1 so um you know full concentration needed and th- there's always the joke at singapore that i think it's around that first pit stop window uh, maybe like lap 28 to 38 um you always end up getting a safety car because pit windows coming up people start to push tires are obviously gone cars overheating and there's always a mistake somewhere there so real real concentration needed from from all the drivers this weekend
1: yeah absolutely and it's worth mentioning on that i mean it, it's, it's slightly out of our realms of expertise but obviously we've got a group of engineers and technicians around us so obviously we have spent years collecting data on the circuit and obviously information as you say around strategy and what might suit our car and 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 the way that it that it runs so actually you know it might only seem like a couple of corners taken out but obviously to 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 the way that we would set that up for a driver in some expectations i think it's really going to show you this weekend how important the data that we collect from all the three practice sessions is really going to be useful for us as a as a team making sure that we collect as much data as possible to give us you know as much understanding and potentially plan for uh, as much as we can when it comes to the race so it's one thing to mention is obviously for the drivers obviously it's a change with the circuit they may have driven for years. but actually for the team as a whole in terms of our planning strategy it certainly makes it really really difficult in a race that's already can be quite unpredictable with safety cars and whatnot so yeah it can be it can be more challenging than you have seen by the surface
0: yeah for sure and i think the most challenging thing about the track for the drivers is is obviously the heat and the humidity that uh, that presents itself here. You know, immediately you're in the car, sweating, dripping. Um, I saw some quotes the other day, and one driver was talking about, you know, by lap ten, he's looking at the board and seeing, you know, uh, 50 laps left, and thinking, "Oh my god, I can't, can't do this," and really kind of getting into it. So, you know, we we're gonna we're gonna have a humidity of around 80%. It's gonna be 30 degrees plus. Drivers are gonna lose three three and a half kilos at least. How can we, as as performance coaches, you know, limit the impact of this and give them the best chance of performing on the day or night, I should say?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I think that it, ultimately it starts probably a long way back for us. You know, we're looking back now for the last kind of six or eight weeks now, you know, we've kind of been looking ahead to this race. Obviously, I think first and foremost, the start of education, um, you know, making sure your drivers understand the importance of the humidity change. Obviously, they would have driven it before. So they... A lot of them get it to the point but actually this year we're seeing a lot of new drivers on the grid and it's a good opportunity for us to educate so the main things for us i guess are looking at the the, the different ways that i guess heat can impact you so first and foremost is obviously um with the increased humidity our sweat rate reduces um we're, that, that, we're not getting that um, cooling across the skin so we're going to see that actually water intake and preloading of fluids is going to be absolutely crucial this weekend um, so yeah, getting enough fluid in and that fluid intake is going to start way before race day. You know, we're going to be looking at that really probably earlier on this part of this week, making sure that those guys are as hydrated as they possibly can be. Um, also making sure that the quality of that fluid going in. So looking at electrolytes and, um, we would have done some sweat testing data earlier in the season. So again, we can kind of look at that and making sure that we're, you know, putting the right number, amount of electrolytes into these athletes to make sure that the, the quality of what's going in is really important. Um, and then on top of that, some of the training that we would have done over the last few weeks would have been pretty much tailored to the humidity. So trying to get some of this heat acclimatization, the body is really clever. We can see a lot of these changes happening as little as one to two weeks. Um, so starting to change the climate that we may be exercising in, you know, through use of you know saunas or purely just training in a hotter climate to put their kind of cardiovascular system under a little bit more stress is a great way of just getting the body used to the change in, in temperatures we
0: had absent before. Yeah, that was certainly... Um sketch there we we were going out at midday in, in the monaco heat uh, run or or play padel our new a uh, new hobby there um but yeah really just being in direct sunlight being in that heat and it's it was actually super humid out there as well around 70 percent on some days so we've actually been in that condition a fair bit so hopefully we've had uh, an appropriate adaptation So, but yeah you're right hydration is, is super super important you know you can only get one one and a half liters in the car for a race day and that will be boiling hot by the time the the race even starts So preloading that starting early this week. Big thing for me is particularly on these flyaways with the long flights is electrolytes also whilst in the air because you can become very dehydrated on on planes as well. So preloading before the flight, loading during the flight and then just continuing that on as we head into the the race weekend itself. And then just doing everything we can to keep core temperature as low as, as possible. So we'll use cold water immersion, ice baths here, so we've got the the ice pool being set up and going to that for for a period of time before every every session and after each session as well we we'll have ice packs and cold towels to to hand throughout the 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 race weekend cooling vests will be used all the time and in every opportunity it'll be you know in shade in air conditioning using fans any sort of ventilation airflow cooling strategy that we can we can use because Keeping that core cool temperature low prior to an event, even if it just gives you one or two percent extra, will will make all the difference um, potentially on on race day. So really important for us. That
1: yeah, absolutely, and it's probably a, a good mention as well. We talked about the cardiovascular stress as well, and it's probably a good opportunity to, to kind of anyone who's listened to a, our podcast. I think I want to say it was maybe two or three podcasts ago, Brad, when we were talking about mm. running in
0: the heat and I know yeah, that
1: kind yeah. whilst going for a run. But actually, is the is the, the the demand on your on the you know we're seeing these guys and we look at their heart rate data and we look we know a lot of their stats about how you know uh, in terms of their heart rate training zones when they're in a race is, is 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 pretty high the cardiovascular stress is is pretty immense but obviously we then compare that to to the, our data when you're in a hotter climate we see that that number jumps up so you know really making sure these guys are fit way before Singapore again is going to play dividend here when actually where uh, we're going to see 15 percent increase in their heart rate. Uh, across the weekend, so making sure that we've got that training under our belt is going to be really, really key and something to keep an eye on uh, over the course of the weekend. That you know this is going to feel more demanding a lot of the time for the drivers as well and feel more fatiguing. So both our pre-training and actually even some of our recovery strategies are really going to have to be on on point this weekend to make sure we get these guys as well
0: ready. Yeah, for sure. Day. And and depending on the situations that drivers are in during during a race, you can imagine that heart rate being being super super high because not only are you having spikes in heart rates when you go overtake removers or starts or in certain situations within a race, you then add in another you know twenty beats per minute because of the the heat stress as well. So part of you know preparing for sitting in that car and, and experiencing that can be strategies to help keep keep that kind of heart rate under control. So again, for it we would maybe use some breathing exercises some really simple breathing exercises just to the moment where you feel that that's getting a little bit too much and that heart rate spike a little bit too much you can you know kind of bring it bring it back down and bring yourself around a little bit and, and calm yourself a little bit because it can lead you to get you know a bit jittery and, and so on and so forth
1: yeah no, absolutely it's something to keep an eye on and
0: also the other thing i guess with singapore to
1: bear in mind is obviously with typically there's some floodlights, which is yeah, Anyone who's well, a lot of us who've not ever driven at nighttime floodlights can be really challenging as well from a uh, kind of central nervous system point of view in terms of a, a vision, and then combine that with the stresses of heat, it can make it a really, really challenging race um, race on your on your central nervous system alone. So something I know I've spoken to a few drivers around is that the challenges of night races, uh, and again, with a lot of these night races, they're performed at night because they're they're typically hot and humid races. So we're trying to make it a bit more of a comfortable temperature. So. You know that's something as well to bear in mind. Is it's you know again challenging yourself visually alongside those stresses potentially where you you might be under a little bit more strain. Again, is potentially has the risk of leading to a few more mistakes. So again, some of the visual um, training cues that we may use with the drivers at this point are also essential over the weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, it's interesting you bring up vision there and, and, and dealing with the heat. I don't know if you saw, but um, uh, reading an article in the, the US Open and um, the finalist, Dan, uh, Daniel uh, Megvedev, um, he was talking about how in his quarterfinal victory, it was so hot. Temperatures like over 35. It was hot and humid in, uh, in New York. He said that he was playing on sensation because he couldn't actually see the ball, um, which is, you know, one that's crazy and tennis probably needs to look at when and how tennis matches are, are taking part at the moment but also you know if we don't get the cooling right and the hydration right and the preparation right here you know we could end up in a similar situation
1: yeah absolutely yeah absolutely it could be a really really difficult situation um and something that you're right could you know it can be really easily overlooked you know we all get very caught up in the in the heat but actually you know there's There's not all that many races on the calendar that are performed at night in darkness, so it's not something the drivers get a heap of exposure to. So it is really important that we look at these. We've got a few training tools up our sleeve that people may or may not have seen. I know a few times when I've used some of the synaptic goggles, for example, people have been slightly baffled by what they are or how we use them. So there's a few strategies that we've got up our sleeve to kind of counteract or at least try and Getting the drivers prepared for this, but it can be a real challenge when it comes to a race weekend. You know, when they're already fatigued and tired, and they've got a job to focus on by adding in these visual
0: disturbances or bright lights. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, just as a, a little stat that I saw, the uh, the circuit uses uh, sixteen hundred lights to illuminate the track. Well, it makes it one of the brightest venues in the sport apparently. So yeah, yeah interesting one there. Can be seen from space. <laughs> Wow, can it really that yeah that's yeah, yeah. just uh, a little yeah. a little status or on the way uh, on the way here but um cool and so obviously we talked about the track being technical in nature but we also have a, a few corners with you know relatively high g-force as well you know four four and a half don't we
1: yeah absolutely i mean looking if you look at the um kind of track layout we've got a few uh particularly coming onto the main straight for example and as we come out in kind of through sector one as well there's some corners that aren't quite as drastic so You'll see the drivers experience some, some high G force. It's a it's a it's a track again that hasn't gone awful lot of forgiveness. So again, as you as you mentioned, Brad, we're quite likely to see a safety car. If we look historically, it's generally a very easy track to make a mistake and put it in the wall. So yeah, it's a, it, it's a challenging track. Max actually famously, right, wanted to put it into the wall a little bit.
0: Oh uh, yeah, okay. that wasn't with me. So uh we didn't have um we had some damage last year, didn't we? And uh, and and a uh, uh, qualifying to forget. So it's um, we're going to be looking to yes, yes. to have a better weekend this weekend.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. But it's yeah, it's certainly a track that it's yeah fairly unforgiving and certainly offers in terms of um, track layout. I always try and urge anyone with with Singapore to try and actually have a little look at the track max. It's super interesting to look at. Um, it really does throw everything at the drivers in terms of big braking zones. Um, we've got chicanes got hairpins you know it really is a super super technical circuit uh which we often see as we kind of travel to this part of the world so it's a great one to kind of show up the cars both weaknesses and strengths and certainly challenging from a from a tactical point of view in terms of tire wear and things
0: like that yeah absolutely and i think just uh i guess a final point to make on that you know we're talking about a track that's it's very physically demanding from you know the the mental side of things as well very technical too but it's also the longest race of the year so you have all these physical demands you have these mental demands and they have to do it for two hours because it will last or it normally lasts it might be different now with the changes i guess but it normally lasts the full length of time it normally lasts lasted two hours
1: yeah absolutely no, it's, a, it's a super long circuit and i think you know again we're talking about the number of corners and even though as we've dropped it down now a few few corners just kind of sub just under sub 20 but it's still a lot of corners to get right. You know, we, we talk about kind of a lot of mental strategies that we use with the drivers in terms of, you know, for a lot of tracks, we might be looking at somewhere in the region of, you know, 12 to 14 corners that we have to now, and then on to the next lap. But actually to get, you know, 19 corners right, it, it sounds easy, but, it, you know, it's so difficult and, and it's something the drivers are gonna really have to focus on. You know, it's just so challenging. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, cool. Okay, so I think we've covered everything with that so we'll sign off there matt um thank you very much we'll look forward to the race this weekend and yeah i'm going to go back to getting set up at track and what are you up to this weekend
1: yeah so we i've actually just got a little break this week and then we are back into training next week uh we're just preparing preparing for our last round in barcelona so yeah we've got that coming up in uh two weeks so uh yeah very exciting and then also this weekend we're racing uh ducati we're racing at uh, old park so again getting close to sealing up the championship so it's um yeah all guns blazing and ready to ready to go
0: Brilliant. Well, we'll uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Matt. Enjoy your break. I am going to continue setting up our driver room and then hopefully get some more satay tonight. So keep following my Instagram if you want more pictures of satay. <laughs> and um, yeah, thank you everyone for, for listening. As always, if you like in the pod, please do uh, subscribe and like it all helps us keep keep going and and progressing this pod and um yeah enjoy the race weekend see you all next week for a look back and a look forward to japan and hopefully some opportunities for us to start tasting a little bit more champagne but let's see how we go cheers matt cheers brad thanks for listening everyone you have been listening to the elite formula pt podcast with bradley skeins and matthew murray downing you can follow us on socials at elite formula pt or sign up on the app at elite formula PT.com. please follow subscribe and if you enjoyed the podcast why not leave a review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you're listening now be sure to tune in for the next episode and thank you for listening